0: All about your perspective. All right, what's going on, guys? This is Purpose Passion Coffee. I'm back here on a Wednesday with Jay Money. How are you doing today, brother?
1: Hey, I'm doing all right. I actually have a funny story. I'm going to start off. This morning has been a rough morning. I got up early, uh, started making my coffee, doing my my reading. Uh, I'm in in our lake house, so I'm not quite familiar with everything yet. I set my coffee up. It's it's brewing. I start reading. I'm in on my porch. I come back in because I'm getting the sniffles. The seasonal allergies are kind of kicking in a little bit. Yeah. I go to the restroom to get a Kleenex, and I look over to my coffee maker, and I completely forgot to put the pot underneath uh, the coffee maker. (laughs) The coffee is literally uh, brewing all over the place, over the kitchen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, and this is my my parents house down here at the lake too so they just uh just moved in recently so i was like man i gotta go you know i gotta clean up everything underneath the uh in the cabinets underneath the counters like it's been i've been cleaning for the last 45 minutes so yeah. needless to say i had i got one cup of cup coffee, of coffee in, that- um, so we're uh, we're moving
0: Dude, that's happened to me before it's kind of a panic mode how much coffee did you end up uh spilling on the tables and stuff
1: Uh, three fourths of a pot. So, wow. That's uh, a lot.
0: I've never had that happen to me though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And you forgot your pot, your, your pods, man, back at the KC. So that doesn't add anything, you know, I'm falling apart. I can't listen to music while you're cleaning it up.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm glad you're, you're drinking coffee. I am too. I'm excited to get into this, um, you know, how to create a successful culture or environment. You know, it's really important. We've talked about this in the past of our episodes, bro. Um, just like why it's important to have good friends or good environment, but we've really not gotten into like the nitty gritty of like, how, how, do, how does someone accomplish that? Cause I can go back to high school, honestly, Jordan, like with us both being athletes. And I think a lot of people listening to this can, whether it's athletes or academics in, in certain ways, there is competition and there are people that do Excel and they can happen to be your friends sometimes, but really it's, how do you um, create a better culture, a, cre- a better environment? I think a lot of times looking back, I just walked into it rather than honestly creating something that can, you know, push me past um, sometimes the breaking point to, to become more successful, whether it's in high school. And I really didn't start to like learn how to create a successful environment and um, culture until really the past like, year or two. And I always like, re- well, not really necessarily regret, but almost like look back and like, what would, I've, what would I have been like right now if I was younger, if I go back and be younger, or and like knew the things that I knew of how to create a successful environment and like, would I have more connections? Would I would my, my business be a lot farther on than it is? And I just think that's not talked about in school, man. Like in high school, middle school, even in college, I feel like, when, and it was like, we, I never had a class on culture, environment, stuff like that. And so I love to get into like, how do you create that? You know, Because I kept thinking it would come to me, but the more and more I realized is that I actually have to take the initial steps and, and, and step into that and actually create that for myself. So I'd love you to kind of talk about that as, as you've been um, one of the most successful companies here in Kansas city and growing. And, you know, you've had a great, great culture there at Apollo insurance. You've kind of helped create that and kind of like been like the leader um, in, in those fields.
1: Yeah, man, <clears throat> that's a great, uh, really good question. So to kind of give a little bit of a I'll give a little bit of background to, to Apollo, how we got started and everything. So my dad actually started the business in 2010. Uh, he started with a framework of like hiring like-minded individuals to himself. So he was in a previous industry and um, in specifically like in the energy sector, like right after the whole you know Enron thing happened, energy bubble happened, housing bubble, all that stuff. Um, so he was faced with having to start over again because he owned his own business. So he started over, found his way into health insurance, kind of crazy story for that goes, that's for another time. Um, so he started hiring uh, some like-minded individuals, uh, previous business owners. Uh, they'd been in sales before or had owned their own businesses before. Um, and they came in, the average age was probably between 45 and 50. And uh, they all worked from their home. So they would meet together in a common place once a week. And uh, they talk about different things that they're experiencing, what's going on in the industry, different sales techniques, how to position products, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But once they left that meeting, that was like their one, like two hour time block for the entire week that they would spend together. So... um, Fast forward to me 2016, I come into the business. Um, I I begin to try to learn the industry. I, I'm kind of on an island by myself, having to learn everything, um, you know, how to how to position our products, etc. And um as I begin learning, um, I begin to catch this vision for what Apollo could be, for what Apollo, you know, could look like. Um, and I was like, man. I don't see college graduates, um, or people like me graduating college and wanting to go work from home right away. Uh, not knowing anything about business, not knowing anything about, you know, how to start a career, not knowing anything about any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, we need to, we have to create some sort of a, a culture, like, a um, you know, a pressure cooker to yeah. start to <laughs> Love that. come in and, and start having success right away. So um, we, in 2017, after I had been in the business for about six months, I hired my first person. Um, and uh, we had an office out in Leewood, um, started that a few months after that. I hired my second person, and the snowball effect started happening. Um, now, uh, starting Tuesday, we're gonna have another 15 agents uh, hiring uh, in our hiring class here in Kansas City, and then another, I think three or four in Chicago. Um, total agents we're gonna have is over like 75 agents over the course of, you know, we're, we've added, uh let's see how many is that? We've added about 60 agents, uh between 60 and 65 agents over the course of the last you know four or five years.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that doesn't happen happen by accident, you know.
1: No, it doesn't. And it and I say all of that to because um our culture has been the key ingredient to all of this. Um, you know, before when my dad was hiring the way that he was hiring, um, there wasn't necessarily uh a like company vision there weren't company values it was just kind of like whoever he could run into and make a connection with that he thought would be good at the business that's what he would do and so as I started to get into it and a few years ago uh helped develop what our mission statement was helped develop what our values were really helped give a framework for what people would come into um as, as they got into our, into this business. And so the first point that I would say, in how to create a successful culture is to know your why. And so if you're a leader of an organization, um, you need to be the billboard for your company mission and values. Like you have to be, you have to be constantly out in front, uh, championing your, your mission, championing your values, reminding people of that. Because one thing that I know to be true is that vision leaks and the more that vision leaks, the more that people lose sight of what the company's why is, mm. why why they have people show up to work every single day, how they're gonna operate in that business, what their values are. So I really like to uh, think of the mission and the values as kind of like a roadmap. You yeah. know, if, if I was getting ready to go to New York City, um, leaving from Kansas City, um, could I get to New York City? without any directions at all. Yeah. I could maybe figure that out. You know, I could follow road signs. I knew, I know that I need to head East and I need to head North, but is it going to be the most efficient way for me to get there? No, not at all. I'm probably going to make wrong turns. I'm going to make really big mistakes. Shoot. I might even end up in Florida somehow you know, you never know where you're, <laughs> where you're going. To end up. So if I don't have those turn by turn directions, they're going to help me get there the most efficiently. Um, and man, I'm really losing sight of a ton of efficiency. I'm losing sight of, uh, fun along the way, like enjoying the ride, enjoying the process and getting so caught up and so stressed out about having to react to um, what my next turn is versus knowing ahead of time, being prepared, and uh, and really knowing which when I come to a fork in the road, which turn am I going to take? And that's really what your mission and your values are able to do in an organization. Uh, it really sets the uh, the map for you. Really sets the course for you.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree. I'm not, not for sure, you said something about like how vision leaks. You know. Um, it's so, it's so, I don't know, for me, honestly, Jordan, like it's so easy. I see how, like I have this vision, but then it can like leak and gets tainted and just can, it gets lost. Um, like what, what happens when you feel that way? Like, how do you combat that? Or how do you make sure it doesn't leak? You know, cause I mean, as a person to create this culture, they want to follow someone, or maybe you're just starting out and you're younger, but they I mean, the more you create that vision, it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So when people do come in to hire you, maybe you've had doubters, they're not going to doubt you because man, you have a solid vision and I believe in something that maybe other people can't see. Um, but I, I just find myself sometimes it leaks. I'm like, how do you combat that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, for me, like there are different things that I, I have to do to help me get there. Um, your company vision and then your personal vision are two separate things. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I always like to try and hit on. Um, can they be in the same vein? I mean, if you are the founder, um, absolutely. They can be in the same vein. They can have very similar tones. Uh, they can have very similar direction. Um, but most of the time, uh, what I've noticed, like for me, um, so our mission is to positively impact people's lives. That really came from like my dad and I uh, and my brother sitting down and talking about what it looks like for us to really live out our our values, like to really have a successful day or have a successful year Hmm. means to positively impact people's lives. So whether that's our agents, whether that's our community, whether that's our our clients, we want to try and positively impact people's lives. Um, But that that was kind of born out of uh, a thought that I had or a um, kind of why that I had a couple years ago. And as I've uh, continued to live my life, I found that that wasn't deep enough for me. Um, so I found myself getting distracted by my circumstances, you know, think about back to the the map analogy, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm driving down the road, I see some cows in the pasture off to the left, I start to look at the pasture rather than what my GPS is saying on my turn. Yeah. And I blow <laughs> through a turn uh, and run into a, a light pole. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt in my life at times, mm-hmm. you know, feeling really down, feeling run, you know, run out, feeling like I've lost. Uh, lost energy or lost gas you know i've i've really felt broken down at times and a lot of times that points back to my why wasn't deep enough or my why wasn't strong enough to help me get through some of those times yeah you know granted we're, we're all going to have bad times we're all going to struggle through things um but if it's getting to the point where you can't even live out what, uh, you know, what, what you need to do in your job or what you need to do in your career. I think it's time to start to reevaluate your why and really mm-hmm. get deeper, uh, to try and uncover what that's going to look like.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely hundred percent agree, um, with that for sure. So I, that definitely helps, you know, me even looking forward to with, you know, I think you have to, if it's not, if it's leaking, I think you have to dig down deeper and know like, why is it leaking kind of thing? Like, cause I think if you have a strong enough vision it, it, at some point it won't, so yeah I mean, you got to stick to it. And going yeah. back to like that time in Apollo, like, yeah, it's awesome. You're casting this vision, you're trying to create this successful culture and environment. And just especially like, that's great to think about college graduates. Like, that's really good perspective. Like, cause like, you're 100% right. No college graduate that wants to go home and work. And so you kind of envision that already. What did that look like? Because um, to get those people there, um, obviously it took your effort. I mean, to reach out to those people, how did you find those people or was the vision enough where they heard it? Because obviously younger company, then now it's like, oh, I kind of know about Apollo. I know what they're about. What did that look like in the beginning steps? Was it more you reaching out to them, them reaching out to you, the process of like, is this the person even like going to really, you know, 10X our environment or or are they going to just, you know, hurt it?
1: Yeah, great question. Um so I would say nobody nobody knew who Apollo was. Nobody knew what our vision was, nobody knew what our mission was. So it was a lot of um you know like I said earlier kind of me being the billboard. Um and so when it came to recruiting, um we had never done recruiting like this before. Uh it started out with honestly like just meeting people. Um so like meeting people at Paradigm, it's a young adults ministry here yeah. in Kansas City. Uh I met uh, Luke Crab there and hired him um he came in for an interview he had recently graduated looking for a job um that was along the time that i uh, a couple months after i'd hired my first person he came in uh he was hired uh there was my brother's um really close friend it was a family friend of ours he uh, had recently lost his job or was transitioning career something like that uh he we ended up hiring him like a couple months after that. And so mm. it started out with referrals. So people people uh, hearing uh, what what we did or me being the billboard of what we did, talking about what the vision was going to look like, talking about where our company was going, talking about what the environment was going to look like. <clears throat> and so with all of that, coupling, um, being the billboard and then coupling, uh, like just showing people what we were going to be about um, was, was huge for us. So yeah. I think something that um, we really made a huge focus on early on uh, was making the environment enjoyable to be in.
0: Hmm. So
1: obviously like we're a sales organization. So what goes with sales? You have to make a lot of calls. You have to hear a ton. And so getting people um, to uh, come into work every single day and enjoy that process to be told no, you know, 70 times out, yeah. of, <laughs> out of 71 times, you know, it's, it's rough. It can be really hard. Uh, so how can we supplement that with an environment that is enjoyable or that's um, uh, contagious to be in uh, what, what type of environment can we create where people literally will wake up and, and, Look forward to showing up to work, even though they're going to get told no a majority of the time. So, For sure. um, yeah, I went to like a leadership retreat. Uh, how long ago was this? Probably in 2018, I think it was 2018, maybe 2017. I went to a leadership retreat in Texas, and um, this, this uh, organization played this game, and everyone in the organization loved the game. It was, it was crazy. It was like this, this unbelievable thing i've ever seen and it was a dice game and it's called farkle i'd never played it before i'd never heard of it before yeah but the way that they play it is that there's not there's no like single winner there's only one loser mm-hmm. and the loser before the game starts it's uh established what a the consequence is going to be that that loser has to carry out so, um, they come up with really funny things, you know. They have people, um, you know, uh, do like a, a do record like a music video of them dancing to something, or they'll have them, um, you know, say really hysterical things like in public or get people to do something with them. Yeah. And it's 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 hilarious. No, but, but I mean, if-
0: I've played it before. We had one guy, um, go into uh, this is Nick Roth. I don't you know, you probably know Nick Roth, but it's a yeah. guy that me and Jordan know, but. He lost in Farco. We were playing. I know this game, and he—I mean—it's crazy stuff. The consequences, because you don't want to be the loser, right? He had to go into um, a Hy-Vee or Walmart, and he had to open up a jar of peanut butter before he bought it. Put it all over his face, and then go back to the to the merchant to buy it while he has peanut butter on his face. So it, 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 it was crazy consequences, but I just had to throw that in there so people get a good picture of you don't want to be the loser.
1: Yeah, and it totally depends on the group you're playing with, too. So if you get a bunch of uh, rowdy individuals playing this game together, the consequences can get pretty, pretty extreme. <laughs> for
0: sure, for sure. Uh,
1: no, but what this, this game does is it allows the people that are playing or the people in the organization to have a unique shared experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, everyone is, no matter who the loser is, they have to carry out that consequence um, or else, you know, they're just going to be shamed for forever for not you know, falling consequence probably won't be able to play again, but uh, we haven't, we have never run into that situation before. Our consequences aren't too crazy, but um, it really allows people to come along together, have a laugh, enjoy kind of what they're doing. You know, I've lost before I've had to eat um, a hot wing. That is like probably the hottest hot wing in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, the name of the wing is called, um, near is it no death nectar that's what nectar. the uh the wing is called it's a grinder so any, any crazy people are out there that love to um you know have their inside of their mouth burn um uh, <laughs> literally like burn
0: yeah like so, you're um, about to go, go ahead and
1: go to and get those uh their death nectar man. It tastes so but uh <laughs> anyways <laughs> so, like doing things like that has been something that's really enjoyable for us. We also do a lot of other things to really help encourage mm-hmm. culture, help encourage a uh, environment that that people want to be in. Um, you know, we've got a little tykes like basketball hoop in our uh, in our or you know in our office. We've got mm-hmm. these this little fun game that somebody won at Dave and Buster's. It's like a little mini bags, uh, uh, like little wood. A cornhole thing. Uh, we play, we, we do company events, we do sales and trini- uh, incentive trips. Um, one thing that we, we always want to encourage is uh, excellence. That's one of our core values. And so uh, for us, uh, we don't want to reward average, but we want to reward excellence. So mm-hmm. we do things to really help encourage uh, excellence in our business and uh, help our agents be the most productive that they possibly can in our
0: business. Yes yeah, I love that you say just make an enjoyable environment because at the end of the day, we are human. And I think you've probably seen this more in the business world, but I think everyone talks about, you know, oh my goodness, let's get in more sales, let's get in more numbers. but at the same some point, um, we're not robots. And I think to create a, a great successful environment um, is to, you know, make sure those people that are working for, you know the vision or or partnering with you in that vision, you want them to you know enjoy that time, you know, and make it fun, especially, I mean, my brother works for you. So, yeah, I know he comes. I mean, I remember the beginning, bro. I, seriously, I mean, 70, the 70 no calls. It's, I mean, Jordan's not making that up. It's legit. Like you can get like 70 no's in a day. I mean, especially if you're really putting them in. Um, but I think the fact with, you know, speaking of my brother, the reason why I came back was not only where, yes, the most important thing is casting that vision you guys had, creating a, that great environment. Um, but also that coincided too with like making it enjoyable and that everyone was out there for each other. Um, people were having fun, even when days are hard, days are good. Y'all still literally, um, same environment. Like you're, you're still there to have fun and work hard. I think that's really important because I think I see whether you're younger, trying to start a company or you're maybe you're in the mid twenties, thirties already. I think like you can't get too focused on trying to make the most money. Um, because I think you lose out also on the environment, um, and making that enjoyable in some ways. Cause I, I think it balances everything. And I loved how you said billboard that's a big takeaway, you know, like know, you know, your why cast a vision, be a billboard, because I think like, you can be a billboard, whether making sales and numbers, but you can also be a billboard for having fun and making it enjoyable. Because the biggest thing I think for you, and even for me with that, trying to start this company within the coffee is like, people working for me, eventually, I want them to wake up and be like, man, I love going to work. And I think that goes into like our purpose and passion too. It's like, I don't want to create a company. If we make big numbers, that's great. But if they don't like coming to work, then I feel like I've not really done my job. I don't know if you could say the same thing, but that's kind of what I kind of feel.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's when I first started hiring people, I would always tell everyone before, before we really had a a very neat framework of what our mission was and our vision and our values and stuff, I would always tell them, you know, I, I I not only want you to be successful in this business, but I also want to help you be successful outside of this business. Mm -hmm. And so being able to come along people, come alongside people and uh, not only impact their success in the business and make make things enjoyable for them, but also like, what can you do to help them grow as an individual that's going to help them outside of the office? And so, you know, we can, we can talk about, um, you know, all of the different games that we play and like all the fun stuff that we do. Um, but if people aren't showing up and actually experiencing success, you know, that's one thing that's been, super important for us is we don't want to just have fun, but we really do genuinely want every single person in our business to be successful, uh, in the business and then also outside the business. So, um, if we're, if you're talking a big game, but you're not following through on helping, helping people actually be successful, um, man, you're losing out, uh, on a lot, uh, for, for your people and your people probably won't stay.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think this is something like people can apply to. Even if you're super young, I, I think the more you start today, and and knowing that vision, honing in that, you know, knowing going deeper, we've talked about that a lot me and you, like knowing your why, you're gonna be so much better than like if you're 17 listening to this, you'll be years above me and Jordan, you know, because I'm, I mean, I wasn't thinking about this till I was like you know 20, 21, and I'm 22 now um and then people really will respect you and stuff like that even if like even if you're older you can always go back I like to say it's never too late um as long as you're breathing bro it's never too late um you're here for a reason um but I love that so I mean good stuff today man like knowing your why you know creating that vision I love that you said you know be a billboard especially if it's your if it's your company like be a billboard to be the most successful hardworking person out there they need to look up to you but also to make it enjoyable and to not only be successful inside the workplace, but also to make someone, you know, successful outside. Cause that does coincide together. Um, any last words for you, my man?
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, just kind of final point, just to wrap everything up here. Uh, while it's, it's super important to know your why it's super important to create a, a very enjoyable environment. Um, there has to be accountability. So we've, we've set up like uh, even in our own organization, accountability groups to help, um, you know, keep, everyone accountable to what their uh, activity numbers are going to look like. Again, we want things to be, we want the environment to be enjoyable, but we also want to create an environment of excellence, uh, an environment of success. So in order to be able to do that effectively, accountability is such a key piece, a key ingredient to all of that. We've noticed, you know, before times past, you know, if there's no accountability there, people usually resort to laziness. I mean, I, I know that I do. Oh, I do too. No yeah. So uh, being able to have that accountability is is crucial. Um, being able to speak genuinely, freely, uh, and challenge people to help help them, you know, step into excellence is uh, something that really um, has been a key ingredient for us as well.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think, and that kind of goes into like my environment too and my and the culture that I'm in right now is I make sure those people are keeping me accountable. You know, we've created the culture. We're trying to maintain it. And the best way to keep it alive is accountability. Even though sometimes that word kind of sucks. You don't want to hear it um, when you don't want to do it. Um, everyone out there, I think listening to this is like, yeah, there's some sort of thing that you don't like keeping accountable to, but, you know, do the hard things now and it will pay off. And I have personally experienced that in the past, you know, two years. I mean, I mean, honestly creating a vision with the coffee business, store. And if I didn't have accountability with some of the people I really want to do it. I don't know if I would have started now or it might've been another two, three years. And so I personally can attest to like accountability is very crucial, even if you don't like it. So
1: yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you close this out today, dude.
1: Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you have any thoughts or feedback, we would love uh, to help answer those for you or to receive that. Um, but we hope that this uh, episode meets you where you're at and helps you step into your excellence.